What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Coach Joe Strong, here to bring you another great episode of the Business of Strength podcast, where you hear the interviews, tips, and tools to turn your passion for strength into a profession you love. This week's guest is none other than Kirk Myers, the founder and CEO of one of the most famous brands in the gym industry, The Dog Pound. Kirk talks about his journey from being severely overweight as a kid to being a fitness powerhouse with a gym packed full of A-list celebs and supermodels. And he tells us how to, how, how to do it. Here's a, he has two gyms, one in New York and one in LA, an app, some sweet collabos, and a lot more going on. He's a super busy guy. He works seven days a week, 10, 15-hour days. He's a dynamic personality and an individual and a great leader of his team. Kirk drops some heat about how they created the Dog Pound brand and his passion for helping others and what they've done this year to keep their community thriving in 2020. He's looking forward to a really big year this year. They got some great stuff on the horizon. This episode is pure fire, and I hope you all enjoy it. Kirk Myers, the Dog Pound, everyone. Enjoy. No, thanks for having me. Um, I'm very flattered to, uh, to be on your pod- podcast um, for, for a lot of different reasons. And I was, I was saying this uh, uh, you know, earlier to you, but, but I really respect what you do and who you are. And like, you, you know, you've always reached out to help people. And so, um, uh, you know, that's, that, that's something that says a lot. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. I'm, 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 you know, obviously, you know, I'm a fan of the dog pound from the outside in a business owner, entrepreneur, business coach, but you know, I've been, I've been lucky enough to come train at your facilities a few times, uh, both in New York and LA. And I've always been blown away by the vibe, you know, and that's something that I know you preach a lot. Uh, everything from the look, the team, the music, the branding, dog pound, everything you can't, there's not, there's nothing that you can pick up in the building that doesn't have the dog pound logo on it and stuff like that. Tell me a little bit about that. Like, you know, how, how did that become the thing? Like, it's so noticeable when you see dog pound, it's like, that's the dog pound. You see people wearing the shirts. How did the black and white become the thing, the branding and logos? And how does that fit into the vision of what the dog pound is as a company? Yeah. So a, a couple of things is when we, uh, uh, opened the space in 2016, like the goal uh, was always aspirational to be a global lifestyle brand, not just a gem. So we were always thinking uh, big. So uh, so branding was a big uh, uh, part of that. Um, uh, so so that's, that's one part of it. The the other part of it is throughout this uh, journey, I've been very, very lucky, actually. Uh, and uh, I know they say luck is when preparation meets opportunity, right? But sure. But really, we've had some of the uh, uh, most amazing clients like willing to help. And so I'm mentioning that because they're one, perhaps the most influential client we've, we've, we've ever had and still have is uh, his name is Fabian Barron. And he's like known in fashion for branding. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I met him when it was just called Kirk Myers Fitness yep. and, and uh, the name changed over. He helped us. He created our logo. He helped us to design the space. He kind of drilled in my head about branding and how to do that. So that he really uh, very much helped me um, and helped us create um, uh, Dog Pound as a brand. Um, so, so, so that's a big, uh, big part of it. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, look, I mean, I love that because I'm into that myself. And I've always thought of like, you know, same thing here is like to be world leaders in strength and conditioning and like this bigger idea than just like your local, you know, you know, barbell club type of gym and having a great brand kind of supersedes. But a brand is much more than a logo and cool stuff. You know, a brand is a vibe, a feeling, a culture. How does that relate to the core values of the company, the mission that you guys are on, and, and in particular, the people that you bring in to be part of that company? Yeah, so um, uh, so well, going back, one more thing on the branding is okay. black, black and white, right, is because uh, I'm a Raiders fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, and uh, I know the Chiefs have made some noise. I was going to ask you, how did you become a Raiders fan and you're from KC? I'm definitely not on the bandwagon. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I played Little League football for the Raiders, kindergarten through uh. eighth grade. The name of my football team was the Raiders. So as a kid, people would ask me, like, uh, well, why aren't you a Chiefs fan? I mean, especially in Kansas City. Like, you know, it's your hometown. But I would be, my answer was always like, yeah, but I play for the Raiders, right? <laughs> I was very loyal to my Little League football team. Nice. So that's really where it started. And then as I grew 
older, right? It's like I actually love the Raiders brand because sure. you know it's tough and it's like maybe not this the last couple of decades, but 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 it, but in general, it, it's tough. They take risks, right? They 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 roll the dice on on certain players. They they love giving people second chances. That's all kind of a part of of who I am. Um, and even my story, right? It's like uh, having a second chance. So I think uh, <clears throat> so I think that that uh, that's a part of it. And I love like the uh, you know it's like uh, uh, like basically a part of our brand is like we're tough and it's, it looks badass, but but all of our um, you know we're really just teddy bears inside. <laughs> almost, almost all of our employees, right? Are, yeah. are, and that's how we kind of hire, right? So uh, <clears throat> we we hire based on on uh, you, you know we have pillars that we hire based off of. So, um, and, and these pillars are, are core to who we are. So, um, so, you, you know, so that's, that, that equals teddy bear. basically. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's great. So, I mean, you do have a unique story and, you know, one of the things that I noticed, like just coming around and after reading about you and learning more about the gym is that, you know, you, your, your fitness journey started because you yourself were, you know, overweight and unhealthy. Um, and, and, you know, from, what I've read and what you sent me like almost died and, and that had this transformational moment. So tell me a little bit about that journey and what was the moment where you just said like enough's enough, I'm making a change. And from that point, everything did change. Yeah. So that moment happened uh, twice, actually. <laughs> That's what so I'm talking about second chances. So um, growing up, I was always like a husky, husky kid to say nice mm -hmm. nice right you know like owned it. yeah hus <laughs> you know like the husky jeans you would get yep. i always got the husky jeans uh, i was right. always chunky i played yep. nose tackle when i played football right um but by the time i was uh 15 16 years old you know i weighed well over 300 pounds i'm only five foot five you know it's not like i'm uh, uh that tall at all right so uh if i was six five i would have weighed like 450 probably or something right so i think um what had happened is I just got into bad habits and mostly um, drinking a lot of chocolate milk, right? Uh, and being uneducated, it was skim chocolate milk. I didn't really even think it was that bad for me. <laughs> so, right. cause it's skim milk, right? <laughs> but, uh, right. Yeah, it's fat free, yeah. Yeah, but there's like, uh, you know, a million grams of sugar. Um, right. But I, I would drink like two gallons of milk a day, which Jesus. is like a little outrageous. <laughs> but, uh, but basically, uh, you know, that weight stayed on until I went to college. And, um, you know, one, one day I just like, um, wasn't feeling that good. And I, I kept sleeping. Right. And I thought I had potentially mono, but like, I don't really like going to doctors or anything like so, but basically my stepmom kind of kidnapped me. Right. And so I went to the doctor and then I had to go to the ER and I was diagnosed with uh, congestive heart failure at Jeez. the age of 21 is like cardiomyopathy. So I had yep. enlarged heart. Um, and so basically um you know i had to change my lifestyle so uh you know over the course of uh between the ages of 21 to 23 right i started eating healthy and started like uh uh you know doing like a little more like cardio work and changing kind of how i looked at things and lifestyle and uh and i ended up losing you know ultimately 130 pounds um and and so during that process uh uh, it definitely changed who I was. I, I, you know, I was very shy growing up. I'd never had asked out a girl ever. I like never, um, uh, you know, I wasn't that confident uh, mm -hmm. in, in certain aspects of my life. And so that changed my confidence level. And I think also uh, my friends, because I'm from Kansas City, right? I had a bunch of other Husky friends. And so <laughs> Eat that <they> barbecue. <laughs> totally. So they started asking me how I lost weight. So um, uh, I started helping them lose weight just on the side and like, mm -hmm. and I realized it was super rewarding. Yeah. And so um, I went to school to be an elementary teacher, actually. My dad's an elementary principal. Oh, no and, and so I realized that um, I would just like now just help, help people lose weight, right? Or, or help people reach their goals because not everyone's trying to lose weight, yep. right? So, um, <clears throat> so I got into training at 23 and I, I started my own business out of the gate. So I never really worked for a gym. I got, I got certified. I got really busy really quick because I love it. It's not because I'm the greatest trainer on the planet. It's just mm -hmm. because I, um, I love doing it. So I'm always available. Right. So, um, and it never really mattered what the person was paying me. I would do it for free. It's like, 
uh, I, and, I, and I did do it for free. I would charge people. I wouldn't charge people, right? It's like, uh, uh, and but it built up really fast. So I went from two clients to four to eight to, you know, I had 60, 70 clients. I needed trainers to kind of help me uh, with the overflow. So, you know, eventually I had three, you know, there was three of us, there was two other trainers helping me. Um, but what this happened- was, This was still in Kansas City at this time. This is Kansas City, and yeah. So uh, uh, what basically happened, Joe, is I, um, then I got kind of cocky. Like I thought it was really cool, right? So all of a sudden, like I had like a fancy car and a nice apartment and like, you know, I thought I like looked good and I was going Trappings out with girls. of success, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I started partying a lot and uh, I started doing drugs. I got um, very, you know, I have a very, uh, I used to always say addictive personality, but uh, I have a very passionate personality, right? I get really into stuff. So whether that's cho chocolate milk or, <laughs> or, or, or tattoos, right? Yep. Or, or, it's, um, or it's drugs, unfortunately. So, um, <clears throat> so I got really into partying, going out, and I basically got really, really sick again uh, when I was uh, 30 years old. Jeez. And so the doctors told me I was in fifth stage heart failure. And so, um, which is like the last stage. Yeah. <laughs> there's actually like four, there's actually four stages. Fifth stage is like, I basically needed a heart transplant. Um, and so uh, I moved from Kansas City to Memphis, Tennessee. And I, um, um, uh, I moved in with my sister and that, that was, that's what really changed my life actually. Um, because uh, she gave me like unconditional love and this is kind of cheesy, but I'm just being, uh, no, it's, I mean, sometimes real. you need an emotional pickup, you know? Yes. And, and I started, uh, she started like uh, cooking healthy meals for me that's and, amazing. you know, you know, I kind of got away from uh, the bad stuff I was doing. You and left like that my, scene, left that, left all those people behind, kind of starting a fresh new life in a sense. Totally. And like she had, uh, she has three kids and, and one of them at the time was two years old. It's my, it's my little nephew. Yeah. And he became like my best friend because I, I didn't, I didn't really have any friends at that time. Sure. Uh, in Memphis. And I was kind of just staying away from Kansas City people and, and uh, he, he just changed my outlook, right? Because yeah. I was like, in this like mindset that I could potentially die, right? And so that are, that already changes your mindset. But then when you're around a two-year-old, you kind of realize like authenticity, like who you really are, like what's important, like what? Because you know, ki kids will love you. Uh, they don't care if you're rich or poor or- Uncle bad. Kurt, Uncle Kurt, Uncle Kurt. It doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. how bad of a day you've had or anything, you know? No, they just want your attention and nope. like, love and they're also extremely resilient right yeah. they're really pissed uh or crying and they forget about it the next hour like nothing yes. is out right and so uh and so that's one of the keys i think in in, in business and in life is resiliency right sure. bouncing back and i always say this it's like tom tom brady doesn't throw three interceptions and he's whining on the bench crying right he's like He's like, uh, it actually uh, fires him up to make the next touchdown, sure. right? He's studying so like, the plays. He's trying to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. He learns from it and he grows and he gets better, right? Yeah. And I think like that's uh, that's a huge key in, in business and, and actually just in life in general with any relationship you're in. 100%. With, any, with, with anything. So, so, now, so now is your sister is your sister still in Memphis? She's still in Memphis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's amazing. So, and you, I was going to say, you guys must have gotten extremely close because of that yes. and during that. And then, and, and then what had happened is my brother lives in New York and okay. um, I'd only, I'd only traveled to New York maybe twice my whole life to see him. And we got in a big fight when I was uh, doing, when I was partying a lot. And so basically um, uh, what happened was, um, uh, I went there to get closer to him, right? Because I was still in this mindset, like I didn't know how long I was going to be around. And I know it sounds dramatic, but it's no, just yeah. how I was thinking. And so, um, so I went there for a couple months. No one wanted me to go there. None of my family I had zero dollars. They were afraid because of all the all the bad stuff that could happen. Yeah, and I'm from the Midwest, so you're going to New York with right. uh, you know with a track his with a track record of. Uh, of drug abuse right I, had, yeah. I literally had zero dollars i was gonna yeah. get on uh disability right uh for my heart condition and like um I, uh, you know again i was just 
trying to build that relationship back, but I, I ended up staying. I ended up feeling better. Um, and ultimately I did get better. And it shows, you know, you know what I studied a lot, Joey, and you, you mentioned this earlier, Bruce Lee actually, mm -hmm. um, because uh, you know, your mind is such a powerful thing. Sure. And so uh, I think I'm definitely a, an example of that because I basically overcame heart failure uh, from, men, from my mind being strong and like kind of refusing to believe I had it. And so, um, so talk about that a little bit though, Kurt, like what was some like, cause I'm, that's a huge part of my life. And I think like so many people that listen to this and so many of the business owners that we do consulting with, I often find out that is, it is the mindset of the owner operator. That is the biggest anchor to the growth of the business, right? Cause they have some, you know, whether, whether it's an insecurity, a fear of failure, a fear of being exposed, you know, there's a big thing like in this industry with the imposter syndrome, like, am I good enough to do this? Why are people, I can't believe people are paying me hundreds of dollars of an hour to, to, to train them, they, all the, all the things that go along with it and not to throw on like, you know, past history, whatever it might be. So what were some of the things that you did? Like, was there a routine or was it just positive affirmation? Were you reading books other than, you know, Bruce Lee stuff is very yeah. that respond, but. So I did a lot of like um, uh, sound healing actually. And like, listen to a lot. I surrounded myself with like, I would always watch motivational videos, mm -hmm. right? So, so constantly. So like, that's kind of all my mind was flooded with. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that, you know, that's one and two, but, but, but also like I was very confident. So when I was, so I was in New York for two months and then I decided to, you know what, I'm just going to stay in New York. I'm going to start training uh, just a little bit. So, but I was very confident and looking back, like uh, I knew I could make it or mm -hmm. I knew it, mostly because I love doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the key. And that's one of our pillars, right. Is sure is that uh, you're passionate about it because uh, the money flows if you love something, right? It's like- hundred percent. Uh, so I, I, knew, I knew because of that, like I could, uh, I, you know, I, I, could, I could do well and I could make it in New York and I could, it didn't really matter where I was at or, or it didn't even matter how big it got or how small it got, right? It's because I love doing it and so I wanted to do it. And so, um, and I'm, that's going back to the, yeah. the training aspect of it, but- Sure the mental aspect of overcoming uh, disease or overcoming a uh, big obstacle, because uh, it's, it's all kind of the same, right? Is just um, uh, surrounding yourself with positive people. And then ultimately you have to believe you can overcome it. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, uh, and that's easier said than done. But if you, if you use the right tools and people around you, it's really not as difficult as you would think. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so that was basically what I, what I did. And like, uh, and you know, it, it's a, it's a long process. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, it's not like, uh, uh you know, it's, uh, they say like overnight success, right. It's no, like no such thing. Yeah. Years in the making. Right. So, yeah, um, yeah. so I started training in New York, uh, part-time at a gym there. And then I became full-time and I became the head trainer like within a year. Yep. And again, it, Joe, it's not because I'm, some spectacular trainer. It was mostly because I loved it. And I was, I worked seven days a week, any hour and someone needed me, I was there. And so, um, uh, uh, and that's, that's ultimately what clients need is they, they accountability and someone that, uh, is there for them. So, so that's how I started building in New York. You know, um, I started my own thing in 2013 mm -hmm. and uh, it was like the rebirth of Kirk Myers fitness. Right. Yep. And it was my second chance and I, and I knew it was my second chance. And that's another thing too, is like, sure. uh, there's something about like, I'm not going to uh, fuck make, it up this time in a sense. Yeah, totally. And yeah. making a comeback, like other people root for you yes. stronger. It's like the American dream or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. So I felt like I even had more support than ever, even though I'd fucked up before, yeah. you know? So two clients became four, became eight, became 16. Right. It got busy really quick and I was renting space out of a gym. Um, and ultimately I kind of outgrew that space. I, I, I basically got kicked out of that gym, right? It's happened but, to me too. <laughs> yeah. You're making it, too much noise in the back there. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's all, it's all blessing and disguises. Because yeah. Even though when you get kicked out, you're like, shit, what am I going to do, do? It's like, ultimately it led to bigger things, right? Sure. And it's like forced, the next forced level up in a sense, you know? 
Yeah, and I and 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 I think some of it is aligned in the stars, right? It just happens yeah. to meet the right people at the right time, and and like um, without me even asking for help, they wanted to help. Yeah. So it's like uh, that's how it ultimately grew, right? I met Fabian Barron. Yep. <clears throat> then I, you know, I ended up uh, I started training uh, uh, Wolverine, right? Yeah. Hugh and. Hugh also is, is is someone that was crazy impactful in the business, and he's yeah. like all, also like the nicest guy on the planet, right? That's he, what I hear. He, yeah. he really is, and and he's really a legend. So he started training once a week, and then twice a week, then five days a week, and then he started bringing his friends, right? And he would bring his dog to the workouts, right? And then some of his friends would bring the, his the dogs. So that morning group got known as the Dog Pound. Ah, um, and so. <laughs> there's the name yeah yes that's how the name came about very so cool. so this is at another gym but then all of a sudden even though i've been kicked you know at i left space one space two and i could feel it i'm like the same thing is going to happen because I, all of a sudden think about this joe i'm in another gym yeah renting space and i uh i have 15 people in the morning right as a group like it did i didn't mean to it just like kind of happened right yeah. and then it kept growing then it's I like hired... you're in there with your global army in a sense taking over the place <laughs> yes and then everyone's wearing like uh you know shirts and stuff so so it's like let's say either dog pound or cook myers fitness either one right and then right. um so ultimately uh uh you know i i, I got booted out of that, that space or out of the space however you want to say it finally and, asked to leave <laughs> yes. and, and and looking back it's like it wasn't like a little ill will thing i think it's just like i would do the same right it's no like they that. you your brand grew was incongruent with the brand of the business that you were in you know yeah yeah so um my my dream was never to open the gym uh open a gym it's just mm -hmm. like what i realized is i i, I basically have have to in order to keep this thing going because you mm -hmm. you know you, you can't just rent spaces out of places if you want to keep growing and so uh so that business wise that's when i did like a, a capital raise right okay. I got investors, uh, there was 22 investors from uh, clients every single investor actually this whole time has been a client wow. um and so we opened dog pound new york um and uh uh you know from from there it, it kept kept growing right and a lot of it is referrals um but a lot of it is people i had helped before sending referrals right and that's another thing that i've learned is like i know we have like a lot of celebrities and influencers but it, there's really never been like a game plan for that it was really just like um honestly it boiled down to helping people and then yeah. the, the people you helped send people that that you you know you help those people and they also then they help your business and it's not like a handshake on that it's just like that's just kind of how it works you know i mean we here we jokingly i say it, we, we talk about it in our team meetings all the time we call it gsf and that's at varsity house and that's your give a shit factor and you you know if if you honestly care about people and you go the extra mile you make the phone calls hey i haven't seen you in a couple of days where you been what's going on how can i help you know you send the handwritten cards you actually remember people's birthdays and things like that it makes such a huge totally such a major difference you're so smart on that and these are details that that actually as we've grown i feel like we've struggled to hit some of those details and i've mm -hmm. have, have had i've had to remind the team to bring those back and so yeah. you know that stuff even uh even during covid we old tried school to is new school right now man old school never goes away me calling you on the phone saying hey kurt how you been man i haven't seen you as opposed to sending you some automated email or a social media post like social media is great but if facebook gets turned off tomorrow how's kurt gonna you know, communicate with all these clients and friends. I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to call people. Totally. But people, uh, uh, that's more genuine anyways. Yeah. Um, because sometimes it's not even about the business because even if your client is training somewhere else, you, you should be happy for them. At least they're yeah. working out. What, yeah. you, what you're trying to do is make sure that they're taking care of themselves. Right. So whether they've decided to do Pilates or whether they've decided to train with someone up the street, right. It's like, um, th that's actually a positive thing. What, mm -hmm. what, what you don't want is like they're struggling and they're depressed and they're, 
you know, they feel lost or whatever it is. Right. So but that's a testament to you, though, and your and your ability to just continue to put one foot in front of the over and just look forward and be positive, because a lot of coaches and a lot of business owners like and 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 I see it a lot in the industry is, you know, a client, a client who maybe was a longtime client leaves and says, like, oh, I'm going to go do some spin classes and they want to put some negative spin Oh, spins garbage. It's, you know, need that stuff. And it's like, nah, go, go do all the spin you want. Go try Pilates, go hiking, go mountain climbing, go take some boxing yeah. classes. Like, yeah, no, totally. And I think that that's, that's also what we have culturally different with, uh, with dog pound as a community. Cause we, you know, uh, I've noticed this and, and I'm sure you know this in the training world. It's like, um, the, the trainer client relationship becomes like, boyfriend girlfriend even if it's a, a guy guy or a girl mm-hmm. it doesn't be it's like uh if i'm training you joe and you've been my client for a year and i don't know trainer bob walks over and starts yes. talking to you like I, I get uh jealous or i get mad right which is not should never be like that it's like yeah, no, uh, absolutely um so we you know we have a team-based approach uh, to break that right so mm-hmm. it's like uh we're all working together to help joe make his uh, results right it's like not um it's not about like me me it has to have like right these are my weird. clients this is my book of people right yeah so yeah it's always it's, it's our clients right yeah. um, so t- let's talk about that a little bit Kirk. because i i mean obviously i know a little bit about your business you know i've been lucky enough and thankful enough that you guys have sent you know a bunch of your um uh, employees here to our business mentorships and things like that so i've gotten to meet a few of the people that have worked with you over the years and and most of your employees are salaried right so everybody's on like a pay schedule so and and that way it's not like individualistic one and when you guys bring new clients in it's a team approach and like from what i gather and you can correct me if i'm wrong like you know, a client gets assessed and they get assigned to, you know, the coach that fits their needs and wants the best, but everybody kind of, they usually make a round of a few different coaches before they find their permanent home, stuff like that. Is that, is yeah, that- it, it's, it's kind of like that, but it, but it also rotates, you, you, you know, you have uh, one trainer that can lead it, mm-hmm. but, but you ultimately still have, um, you know, we have th- teams of three or four, that like uh, know your goals, right? Mm-hmm. And and like that's how we kind of approach the, that that system, right? So then you can also mix up the workouts, right? And so as long as the trainers are on the same page as far as goals and injuries and 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 all of these things, right? It's actually quite interesting because now you're kind of bringing like um, you know uh, 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 several different approaches sure. to the same goal because there's a uh, you know, like there's things that I'm really good at and there's several things that other trainers are much better than I am at. So sure. if I'm, if I'm the only one training person or training someone, it's like, I, I'm not quite giving like, um, uh, you know, that, that person a full, uh, experience, right. Cause they right. can learn stuff from other people and they can get, you know, it's like, uh, behind you is Arnold, right. I know yep. Arnold, Arnold used to train to change training partners all the time, right? All the time, yeah. To get different uh, a mix of of stuff, right? <laughs> so that's kind of what we. And do. it's a personality thing. Everybody like, I don't know, like for for like, so I got a guy here, one of my coaches, Adam, who's a crazy technical coach. Like he's like a very high level X's and O's guys, and he brings a very scientific approach to his training, right? Yeah. And some clients love that, and they love knowing the why they need to do everything and how it's affecting the physiology of their body. Some clients, and you know, don't give two shits about that, right? And they're like, I just want to have fun, right? And then you got to have another guy who's maybe the hype man, who's like all about having fun and just delivers, like when they come in, it's not, you could be in the worst mood of your life, but that person's like, you know, fired up. You know, and and so you're going to have a mix. And that's what's great about that team mentality is that we take our strengths, put them all together, just like a football team. Like we're going to watch this Sunday. You know, you Tom Brady can't win a game by himself. He's got to have the line. He's got to have a running back, yeah. have the receivers, you know, and everybody totally. together. No, 100 percent. Like, like, yeah, Tom Brady's not playing middle linebacker, too. Right. Someone's right. got to ta- someone else has got to tackle. Right. So, uh uh, uh, you're, you're, you're definitely right on that. So I think, um, so, you know, we, we, that, that's a big part of our, uh, do you feel uh, like, our, do you feel like for client, like for trainers coming in Kurt, like sometimes that's a little bit of a culture shock to them. Like sometimes people coming from, you know, 
let's call it the, you know, I, I don't, and I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not bad mouthing what they do, but other brands yeah. like an Equinox or a New York sports clubs, where it's kind of like, you know, every man for himself mentality. Do you feel like, so you've had some people come in and they're like, so how does this work here? Like, you mean like, yeah. everybody just trains everybody? Yeah, no, it's definitely been a culture shock to both clients too. Cause clients yeah. are used to that too. Right. Um, right. So I'd almost say more to clients than the trainers. Cause we, you know, the trainers know what they're signing up for sure. and, and in the, pre-COVID, and this has also been a challenge of, of COVID that we can get into, but um, uh, everyone, it was, you know, I, we never had a problem filling up someone's schedule. We actually, the biggest problem we had was burn, burning people out. Right. Because uh, like, uh, you know, everyone was full. We had, we had, we had a uh, wait list in New York, right? So, uh, you know, everyone is full. So it wasn't about... Um, uh, That's a good problem, buddy. Yeah, so you didn't need to. There's no really fighting over, uh, you know, making sure you get enough people in your right. schedule. Um, so uh, and that, that's been in the past and, and honestly it will be in the future. Sure. Uh, sure. So I think, um, I think that, uh, uh, so the culture shock though is with the clients. So what you have to do is like break that barrier out of the gate. So a part of our culture too, right. Is, is like Joe, if it was your first experience in the gym, right. And I, I'm your first trainer. Right, I'm gonna introduce you to four or five people. So you already feel like you know everyone. So then when you're done with that session, then I'm gonna say, hey, next time I'm gonna have you train with, uh, you know, Julia, she's, she's amazing, right? You'll really love her workout style. And so they're already sold on this because you're already stamping, stamping them, right? And they just met Julia, right? So it's like, it's an e easier transition. Sure. Um, and, and you're giving them the whole, hey, we're doing this so that you get a variety of different types of, you know, specialties, you know, personalities yeah. and things like that. Yeah. That's fantastic. And uh, business-wise, Joe, it's also much, much, much smarter because people now come for the brand, not just the individual trainer, right? And then it's also scheduling-wise, right? If you have, uh, you know, Bob up the street wants to train at 12 and then you know, he decides to move to three, right? But the trainer's not available. He, he has a whole team to pick from. So typically you can find someone to fill that hole. Um, so, so that helps with scheduling for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's something that like, when I started the gym, that's all it ever, that's all it's ever been here at Varsity House. It's, you know, we, we, we always say it all the time. It's, you know, one client, one team, that's it. Everybody's the same. It's all, everybody Love works it. for Varsity House. All the clients are varsity house clients. And as a team, we're going to service everybody to the absolute best of our ability. And, and we're going to, and the key there. So on the back end, you mentioned it before we actually started the podcast was keeping the communication line strong and open. Tell me a little bit about that. Like, how do you keep 60 employees, you know, walking the line, right? Oh, everybody rowing the boat in the same direction, keeping the communication lines. What are you doing personally? And uh, do you use some like, technology platforms like slack or trillo and some of these like client like communication platforms to keep everybody engaged and and communicating well yeah so i would say uh, that is a work in progress at some level right especially as we, especially as we've grown i would say we got it down pat in new york we don't quite have it down pat in la okay. um and it's a work in progress so i think that how we've done this in the past is we have a. Uh, uh, you know, there's someone in charge of trainer teams. So that person will now lead like the communication, right? Yep. So when a client first comes and is assigned to three or four trainers and that person kind of leads uh, the program and what, what like is like uh, that person's goals and like what is like uh, the injuries and stuff like that. And so that type of communication is kept um, uh, really more old school way, right? And we've tried, exactly. Slack. yeah, we've tried Slack, uh, other stuff, but uh, we also, uh, we do a lot of, of, of meetings, right? Um, that has also been a challenge of COVID because we, all, we, you know, initially we started a lot of Zoom meetings, but it's been a challenge as places have opened and like people have been spread a little bit then. Sure. Um, but it, so that's a, that's a challenge we're dealing with. That's why I'm saying it's a work in progress. Yeah, yeah, but it's, sure. some, it's something that um, I, know, I, I know can be done because we've done it in New York. I know we can also do, we've done it fairly well in LA at times. We just haven't quite um, got it, got that system down as strong as we should. Or it could. really is. It really is the key. I mean, for us, I mean, we've always said it, you know, and you know, me and you talked a little bit before, but it's like leadership is always the problem and the answer. And most yeah. of the time 
if there's a lack in leadership or a need for more leadership, it's almost always a communication issue. Did I clearly communicate what was needed to be done, how it was going to get done and who was doing it? And, and, and more importantly, most of the time is, did we follow up? You know, did I follow up to make sure that it got done and that it was done properly and things like that? So it's always, it's a work in progress here. We got a great system, but like everything, you bring in a new person, you bring in a new system, you know, COVID's, you know, provided a tremendous amount of, you know, resiliency and, and, and need to scale processes, change processes, change people, human capacity a lot in a very short period of time. So that's going to present its own chaotic kind of, you know, situations for challenge. Speaking specifically about like COVID this year, we're in a very similar demographic. We're directly across the Hudson from you guys. We're only about a half hour away from your gym, um, from where we are here in, in Rockland County, New York. Um, and so we were following some similar, you know, lockdowns and, and shutdown guidelines and things like that. New York City was a little bit more stringent. You know, when, when, when the shit hit the fan and we were shut down, you know, March 16th, I think you guys shut down the same time we did. What was the initial response? Like, what was the emergency button response that you guys hit to, you know, create some, to, to start figuring things out and keep the business going? So um, what we did, um, and actually I feel like we handled the, uh, the first part of COVID very well. I would say, just being transparent, I don't feel like we handled the middle three quarters part of it as well as we could have uh, okay i definitely made some mistakes during those times and i think it was just also like there's some 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 stress involved as well right sure. um, and then the whole process yeah and then recently i feel like we've we've really done a great job of kind of bringing it back together we're not quite there but 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 it's the foundation is set up right when uh, uh, uh that we will be there uh, soon so i think what we did was um i I decided to um, keep everyone uh, on uh, uh, salary, right? Mm -hmm. So I t we took their um, average pay January, February, and we kept it rolling, right? March, uh, from March onwards, right? So um, I felt like it was the right thing to do. Um, and uh, looking back, you know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the right thing to do. Uh, Financially, because it's a tough move, right? It's hard. You, you're, you're balancing financial, you know, morality versus human morality and it's hard to yeah make sense, you know? no and you're doing it for for um, uh for long term and sure. just to have just to show your people you also have their back yeah um i think um you know uh, so going back to your initial question and i'll get more into that is um what we did was we started doing facetime zoom sessions just like what we're doing here right so yeah. I, I had trained people in the past uh, like this and i remember I used to be really proud of it because I would be, like show everyone in the gym. I'm like, look, I'm on the phone with such and such. We're training, right? So, uh, and we I did it for people like uh, certain certain people that were really focused on a goal, right? And like uh, they had something coming up big, and so then they were traveling for it, and so we would FaceTime. So we just started rolling FaceTime sessions out, like straight one-on-one um, -on -one sessions, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. That was all it was. Is, is FaceTime one-on-one. We set goals to hit. Um, you know, a hundred sessions the first week, which we hit, and then you know, 150 week two, which we hit, and it kept growing. We grew up to over 500 virtual sessions per per week, which is pretty pretty good. I mean, uh, yeah. not not amazing, you know. Uh, I think at full capacity, we, we you know, well, we were still hitting. generating revenue and like going. I mean, it's not zero, that's for sure. Yes, totally. Uh, so we worked our way up to doing like around that was around 50 percent revenue mm -hmm. and then and then we kept building from there but it also gave us a unique um uh you know we're building out an app right now yep so uh this experience one-on-one -on -one, especially during covid was very meaningful because ultimately like the, the revenue part of course is great you have to have it but you're, you're helping people yes. and especially during covid it was actually kind of touching because people the people that like were like legit in their homes because think about when COVID first hit, it was pretty intense and in yeah, yeah people were terrified yeah so you would reach out to people and they haven't really had much human connection right other than maybe their family and close friends um so it, so it was really a rewarding experience sure. experience at first um 
and uh, I got really into it. You know, yeah, <laughs> have, me too. I have like a addictive, a passionate personality, so Same. I was just gonna do a few to test because I didn't want to make everyone do it without myself doing it. So I was gonna do a Same. few, and all of a sudden I was doing <laughs> in a day, right? Yeah, and and I was loving it, and it was, and then and then we, you know, we have kind of a global uh, client base. Yes. So, it was all over the place. We we're training people and, and Doha. that had to be tough balancing the time zones and stuff like that. And totally. And New York, LA too. Right. right. And, uh, but, uh, but, but at that point we... you're in survival mode. So you just like, and like, okay. I mean, I'm just speaking for myself. Like we shut down on Monday. I had a whole virtual suite, like ready to go on Wednesday and it yeah. was virtual Joe four or five hours a day, seven days a week for four months, you know, and I was in front of the camera all day, every day, classes, one-on-one zooms. I saw some weird shit. I'm sure you did too. Like <laughs> hanging out in people's living rooms. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, Whoa, wasn't supposed to see it. Like, Oh God, sorry. I didn't know you were on the phone. <laughs> yeah, no, we were in the same boat for sure. So we, we rolled that out. We also changed awesome. our, our, we had a social media strategy. We really wanted to promote the trainers. Yep. Right. So we started highlighting the trainers more than ever. Right. Because usually we highlight the clients a lot. Yep. So this is more like a flip to that. Um, and so, so that was, what exciting. was the thought process there just to, to, to show the expertise and to, you know, if there was a lot of people at home, not training, it's like, these are the people I want to train with. Yeah. I, that was a part of it. I think we also wanted our trainers getting used to doing, uh, you know, workouts on video. Right. Okay. And, and used to doing virtual sessions. And I think, uh, but, but ultimately our, our, our trainers are our ambassadors, right? So it's yeah. like, you, you, you always want to, we've always promoted our trainers. We just went kind of next level. And since we didn't have the content of clients as much, right. Other than if you screen recorded like a session here. Right. Um, so, uh, so, uh, so that was the reason we really wanted to, uh, build up our, our trainers into, uh, into like celebrity trainers, right? Because because we work as a team, in theory, everyone is a celebrity trainer. And you've done an amazing forth. job because I've watched a lot of them. You know, like I like I said, you know, I've communicated with some of the people I've known for years that were at your gym, and I, I like you know follow like Lala and some of the people that are still members of the gym, and okay. I've watched them grow from you know one thousand followers to five thousand to ten thousand, and the power of your brand can really help transform them. And again, they've, you know, you know, and I'm just speaking, you know, I don't know specifics about, you know, all the coaches, but like, if you take a coach and, and they can, and they become a, a, a sought after, you know, let's call it profit center slash celebrity coach on their own, where people are now calling the gym daily. Hey, I want to train with that person. It's like that yeah. only helps you and your brand. Yeah, no, totally. And that, that was the, uh, the method behind that. I think, um, there's some learning curves that I've had throughout that. Yeah. And even, uh, this is more, probably more off, off the record. Can we do off the record stuff or not really? Sure. We can, we can, we, we could save some stuff for after. <laughs> yeah. This won't take that long, honestly, two, two minutes, but, but that's been kind of the learning process where I've been, had a little more anger that I shouldn't really have anger towards it, but because we paid everyone full and we're making way less. So we're taking a hit and we built up our trainers. It's kind of like some of it, I feel like we almost spoiled our trainers, not everyone. They took advantage just, of it in a sense. Yeah. 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 And then it's like, you know, now they want more and more and more, right. They want the independent deals to do this. And but it's kind of like, I understand that because that's, you know, I definitely don't want to want anyone not to grow. Our goal is yeah. not to like stunt people, but at the same time, right. It's like, don't bite the uh, hand that feeds you. Exactly. It needs to, you know, our, our brand, if you're working for us, needs to come number one. Yes. Right. Uh, and like, it, it was very hard to, uh, it has been very hard to, to get trainers to understand that because now all of a sudden someone who had 10K has 50K, right? And, you know, the, the, you know they've, they feel like they've built their own brand, which, which they have in some way, which is great, but but realistically, we've been a major support of that because, uh, you know, they weren't hurt financially yeah. at, at all. And we, we, we invested in them. Right. Um, yeah. uh, I, I've been down that road myself too. And I think it's always a challenging thing. Cause you know, look, you're, you're at a point in your business where you're, you're a real leader, a team leader. Right. And it's, you, you know, you've transcended Kirk, the trainer, right? And you still might be a trainer and you still train a lot of people, 
But at the same time, you're leading a big team. It's a multi-million dollar brand. You have a huge payroll, right? And leading people is, is always going to be the most difficult part of any entrepreneurial journey. It'd be easy if it was just Joe and Kurt in a garage training people all day. Be like, yeah, Kurt, what's up, dude? High five. Blast yeah. our rapping music. And, and it, you know, that's kind of easy. But when you made the entrepreneurial plunge, in a sense, to open up a brick and mortar gym, expand it to take on partners, investors and things like that. Well, now they're now people now people are expecting a real business. Right. And and yeah. and, and, you know. The industry, unfortunately, and this is one of my pet peeves with the industry, is that, you know, because you're dealing with people that are chasing passion, which is amazing and important, a lot of times there's a lack in professionalism, right? They're not coming from corporate environments. They're not coming from an educated background and having like a, a high level of education and things like that. So they forget some of the basic decorum of good business and they'll they'll burn a bridge because they thought it was better for themselves not realizing that keeping the keeping the 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 bridge open between me and kurt for the rest of our lives is way better than saying you know what i got what i needed out of this place see ya right and bounce yeah. something else. And, that, and that's a tough thing we've experienced it here we've had people that kind of grew their own brand and they started you know let's call it you know taking another inch, taking another inch, taking another inch. And it ultimately always comes down to, you know, I know, and I know, uh, you know, I'm speaking for you in a sense, but I bleed one brand. That's it. And, and no one individual inside the four walls of any of my businesses are going to supersede the brand and the success of the brand and what feeds me and my family. And, 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 you know, so if it gets to a point, you know, and I'm sure like that, everybody's just got to shake hands and move in a different direction. Yeah, totally. And no, you're hundred percent right. Because ultimately it feeds uh, you, like you, you and your family and it feeds everyone else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. but, but that, that kind of goes back to uh, core uh, values. Right. Yes. So I think like, that's, that's like what we're really going to try to focus on um, upcoming is going back to, who we are as a, at the core of dog pound what it is yeah. because at the core of it is not like uh like it genuinely is not a bunch of celebrity influencers it really has to do with helping people sure right sure. Sure. and it has to do with like being passionate about what you do and you know our pillars are passion right positivity teamwork that's a big thing too it's not about that we're all trying to win the super bowl right it's not it's not about uh you know if it becomes more about the individual trying to to uh, to catch the touchdown pass, then that doesn't make sense either, right? Um, and you know, community is another part of our our uh, of our pillars as well, right? So uh, keeping that community strong, you know. So um, so yeah, so there has been some tough decisions throughout the way. Uh, we've also flipped back and forth. Like some of our people are still salaried. We've gone more hourly with people <laughs> um, because, like, what you start realizing is like. Uh, salary, right? Some people will take salary and, and crush it, like go yes. beyond what you could ever pay them hourly, right? <clears throat> and then other people will take salary and they will sit on their couch all day, yeah. especially yep. during COVID, and not do that much. Right? <laughs> so like, of duty. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like you start looking at the numbers and you're like, okay, uh, you know, there's these these ten trainers hitting X amount of sessions really high, and then there's these other ten like way way low. Uh, and and you kind of start like uh, thinking through your head, like what is this person actually <laughs> doing? <laughs> hey, look, I mean, but that that is, I mean, look, and that's why that's why I wanted to get on a call with you because I, I a I know how you treat your people and you try to treat everybody super fair. And any anybody I've ever spoken who says Kurt is an amazing guy, he's a great guy, he really wants to help everybody, and he really tries to to give as much as he can to all his employees. But at the end of the day. You know, this is a business, right? The dog pound yeah. is a business and and a, and and a business is only successful if it is financially successful, because I can only help people if we're around and we survive. Right. If, if, if I if I, you know, am flagrant with our finances and Varsity House goes out of business, well, there's thousands of people now that can't get helped and can't utilize our services and, and so forth. And so, there's totally. so it becomes so it becomes such a different thing 
once the business grows. Like I said, you know, I go back to like the garage idea. You know, when you were just Kurt by yourself training, you took a couple of days off, no big deal. You know, you didn't charge people for, for money, no big deal. But all of a sudden now there's 60 people that are relying on that paycheck in a sense to, like you said, feed their families too and investors and other people. It's like, hey, you know, we, we got to make sure that we're, that we're turning ourselves into real businessmen along this journey as well. Like, it's great. Like I'm passionate. I love coaching, but at the same time, you know, we have to become smarter and smarter and smarter as we grow. Yeah, no, totally. And it's getting people, I think that's the other challenge with COVID. I think um, the long-term goals of dog pounds still exist, right? Mm-hmm. But they were placed on hold sure. for a year. I mean, the good news, actually the great news now is like we survived, right? Yes. And we're in a position now to, to thrive this next year. So like the, yes. we're back working on the long-term goals, which is some of the extensions of our brand, right? Sure. So, uh, Yeah, let's but- talk about that. Let's talk about some of the, I mean, you guys got some really cool stuff and, and some, you know, amazing like collaborations and, and, and stuff going on. The app, which I've only seen like you post in like some, some like teaser snapshots about it. And then your, 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 you know, clothing line collabo, Tell me a little bit about the RTA thing. And I was looking at it just before we got on the cast here. I mean, it's some, some dope stuff, man. Like some really cool gear. What, how'd that come down? How'd that go down? And what's the idea there? How are you going to try and get that going? Yeah. So uh, we have, we have a bunch more coming out this, uh, the next, you know, 12 months plus with, with some really cool brands. Um, So I think a part of it is like um, these extensions, right. Is, uh, you know, you need experts in these fields, right? It's like, um, uh, you know, like, for example, uh, supplements, right? It's like, you, you really need an expert kind of helping yes. you with that because I can't create my own supplement line. I mean, I could, it just wouldn't be very good, right? <laughs> and, and and same way with, with clothes, right? Yeah. Like, of course, I could produce clothes on my own. It just probably no one would really buy it, <laughs> right? So, so I think you want experts that know how to uh, business-wise do this, but also that can uplift you as a brand, right? They make it uh, better than, than you could imagine. So that's just kind of the start of this. Uh, RTA, uh, the reason for that collaboration was uh, we, we have uh, uh, someone that leads our partnerships. His name's Oliver. He's, he's amazing. They're, they're a, a brand right up the street from LA. Uh, they're actually they're right around the corner. They have everything black and white which is right up my alley. Right. right, right. And so they, they kind of came to us wanting to uh, produce some of these th- things. Right. So yeah. we, we decided to do, do that one. Right. Uh, we have several other cool ones. Uh, coming I saw out. a box. So what's the box? The box is like, like a literally like a take it's gear, like clothing and, and some training gear too. Yeah. So the, the box is actually all training gear and this okay. is something, you know, as we start growing, right. Uh, like with the app, like this is going to be like the, um, products you would buy right it's yep. like bands you know jump rope mat um uh you know ankle weights you know the kind of a kit right a ba- that goes like along. a basic home kit for people to train along with you guys totally so so these yes. kits we're going to make uh, alongside the app so this Love is kind this. of a teaser of that um and they uh, they did it in almost like a collectible way um because they even added like uh, boxing gloves and dog tags and some other cool things in it Sweet. um yeah the clothing is 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 separate because they're, they're actually a clothing brand so they did uh some hoodies and and, and sweatpants right and it's, yep. it's you know it's just a collaboration i think you know it's like a six-month collab okay uh, and then but rta is such a good brand that they're 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 the, the owners are so nice and they're they're so smart and so uh we'll definitely be doing stuff with them in the, the future so um yeah. So, so talk to uh, me and, a little bit about the app. Now, what's the what's the what's the idea behind the app, and and how when's that coming out, and how's that gonna, you know, impact the brand? Got it. So the the idea is a couple is a couple fold here. One is like um, the one on one virtual sessions. Like if we were to do a workout right here, mm-hmm. is improve improving that. So like there's uh, um, improvements made, like videos that go along with it, and and. And, you know, other stuff that uh, just makes the experience more like a dog pound workout, right? Is it going to so, be like you would do those live workouts through the app now or or, yeah. or, or is, it, is it done like already pre-done workouts or both? Both, actually. So we, we have a workout library we've already created. Um, you know, we're going to spend a lot of time the next three, six months on content. 
because yep. uh, that's one thing cool is about having the space in LA, New York is, is, uh, is, you know, you can, uh, you can film all, you know, all maybe day. not all day long, but, but definitely when the, in LA you can right now, cause it's closed, right? Yeah, yeah. In, in New York though, like uh, off peak hours, you can film a, a lot of workout content. Yep. So, you know, that some of it will be, uh, you know, pre-made workouts, right? That you could like purchase a program. Others will just be an improved service on the one-on-one. -on -one. Uh -huh. And then the third aspect is like, um, is like a more group style training, which we're not as known for, but we started doing this during COVID, especially like B2B, like uh, companies buying uh, a, a chunk of stuff. And then there's like a large group from that company. I saw you doing something at a hotel. Is that something similar to that? Like actually doing like a class, like doing classes and stuff like that? Yeah, so this is another uh, uh, collab partnership we did with a big hotel group um, where the, the, the clients can, and we haven't quite like launched, launched it. We've, we've signed a deal and then, uh, you know, they, as a, as a group, they, I think they own 300 hotels worldwide, right? So, so you, you know, obviously we won't do all 300, but some of the, some of the ones that, uh, that we'll, we'll, we'll handpick is like, um, uh, you know, they'll have an iPad in their room right so they could do the one-on-one -on -one from their ipad or from the tv screen and like you know kind of the workout kit that we made with rta there'll be a workout kit that they could have as well and so um and so now you can kind of uh offer this globally at, at hotels that's fantastic because that's a great idea i love that man uh, i might steal that from you locally because like yeah, you I like, yeah yeah i love the idea because like hotels you know some hotels have built out these beautiful fitness centers and have like a fitness program and right now with covid it's pretty much dead so this this allows them to provide a great value and service to their clients in their room where they feel safe and they can do the stuff there and then like i saw you guys doing some outdoor fitness classes and things like that and that's just a great way to you know look right now with covid you know it, it's it's so important to keep brand visibility out there you know and like especially in la with one shop closed it's like how do we continue to connect and communicate with our clients and our community in the area in fun creative ways that people are still get excited for and stuff and that, that's a challenge it's a challenge yeah no so and this is a way we can expand our our brand by by not uh, necessarily opening a physical location, right? Yes. Um, there's been some talks of us rebranding the some of the gyms out of the hotels, right? Which we we would consider, right? But like, uh, but this is a way that you definitely could, um, uh, you know, you can expand it because even like, uh, you know, in the middle, there's a hotel in the Middle East that we have this with. Uh, we had a call today with the hotel in Korea, right? It's all kind of part of the same group. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, it's a global thing you yeah. can offer. You know, um, and, and, and going based on that too, is, is like the B to be like having a, a company, you know, purchase a large amount of, yes. uh, of sessions for their employees. Right. You can now offer that as well. Yes. Like a corporate, corporate fitness, corporate wellness type packages. We've yeah. actually do some of that where our gym is. You've never been out here to see my gym though. One day, maybe Kurt will come bless us with his presence over here <laughs> on this side of the Hudson, right? Yeah. Come on over for a workout, but, uh, it's nothing personal by the way. I actually don't <laughs> leave. Honestly, I'm in LA. I've left West Hollywood like three times. Like half the time I don't even see outside. Are right? you mostly out there now and, and not in the New York shop? I've been more in LA this last year uh, because, you know, we haven't even been open for an entire year uh, right. in LA because we opened in May, 2019, COVID hit, you know, March, 2019. So, uh, so it's kind of like just making sure like, or not making sure, but improving, you know, cause the LA spot, uh, there's things we need to improve on it. So I've been out there, sure. but, uh, but, but, you know, you know, Joe, I, I sleep at the gym. I know. 5% of the time. So. I know. Well, I, I know you're a workaholic for sure. I mean, I remember, I remember the first time I came into the gym, you know, and, and I, I remember speaking to some of the other trainers there and they were like, I was like, so you guys all do a lot of sessions. Like nobody does more. Kurt does like 60 sessions a week. I was like, what? I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's like 90 hours of gym time right there. So I hope you've, I've hoped you've cut it down a little bit to focus a little bit more on the business than being in the business. But I know you can't get away from coaching. It's your thing. So. Uh, no, I've had to a little bit, but I, but I, I genuinely love, love doing it. And that's so awesome. it's, uh, um, it's hard for me <laughs> not to, right? So.
Um, so, so I got, I got the, the $10 million question and I had like, you know, a, a lot of my crew and a lot of the people in our consulting crew knew that I was going to be interviewing you today for the podcast. And they were like, you got to ask them, you got to ask them. Gym owners around the world want to know, Kurt, how the hell do they get a gym packed full of supermodels? Like, how does that happen? <laughs> What's the secret sauce? Every time I go on the gram, every time I go in the gym, right? I'm like, what the hell am I doing wrong here? I got a gym full of sweaty me heads, right? And this guy's got every A-list celebrity and supermodel. And I'm a nice guy. I got cool clothes. I think our logo is pretty cool. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> I, I, think it's, I think it's my haircut. I think that's probably it could be. Yeah. It could be. The, it's it's a it's a, a a slimmer version of the Boz. I love it. <laughs> no, no. Uh, ultimately, it's 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 uh, word of mouth, and I think okay. um, I think um, making uh, making uh, models in specific feel comfortable, right? Yeah. Uh, that that's number one, right? Uh, and I would say number number two is also like. Um, doing uh, workout styles that are based that that are catered uh, towards that demographic, yeah. you know. So um, uh, you know, it, it's not all, it's not necessarily a cookie cutter way, right? There's like uh, there's ways to to isolate things a little bit different, but 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 ultimately, on it's word of mouth, and it's like making people feel comfortable and making people a part of the community, and yeah. and some of it again has been luck, right? It's like yeah, yeah, it's like. Yeah. Like preparation meets opportunity, right? I have no but, such thing, brother. I think it's a lot of it's your personality. I think it's, you know, like here you have some of the most beautiful women on the planet that just feel incredibly comfortable being around you and your team. And they know that it's not about people aren't gawking at them in a weird way, that they're respected and they're treated like people. I mean, I've seen it firsthand. So, I mean, I know, you know, and, and so like, and I know that's been an issue here. Like we'll have, we have some you know, some really high level female athletes and stuff like that. And one of the thing that they've a little different demographic, obviously, but nonetheless, yeah. like, you know, um, high level female athletes, professional athletes and such. And, and, you know, one of the things they've always commented here is like, Hey, you know, when I come here to your gym, I feel like everything is incredibly professional. I don't, I never feel awkward or like weird or out of place. I never feel like, and nobody's ever tried to get weird with me or anything like that. And that's just a testament yeah. to you keeping a, a close eye and a thumb on the culture and the community and making sure that, Hey, we're going to treat everybody the same. I don't care if it's Hugh Jackman or, or Hugh from the hardware store down the street, we're going to treat them with respect. We're going to, we're going to do the same training process of making sure they get the right program and the right people that support them. And, uh, and that's yeah, 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 no, I, I love that your team was thinking of this, though. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> we want, yeah. I, we just wanted to make sure that there wasn't something we were missing. Like, you know, I was pretty certain it came down to you just being a good dude and like making people feel special and doing your job really well. But like, you know, but if there was like a hidden gem in there, like if you call this hotline, like models, like 1-800-MODELS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I think uh, also like out of the gate because you know we train more prior to opening New York we train more guys I mean it, yeah. it was uh, it was you know Hugh and his team and a it was more guys than girls for sure yeah. now like social media I think it's eighty percent women right on dog pound page and on mine I think our you know the actual inside the gym is sixty five seventy percent women um, so I think um, I think it's it's also like out of the gate. Uh, uh, you know, Jasmine Tukes was a, was a really good, um, uh, was an amazing actually client to start with because she's known for being fit, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so uh, and so once she started and referred people, right, then it just kept going kept and going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so, amazing. yeah. It's amazing journey, amazing story. Kurt, I got one la I got one final question for you, you know, and this is, this is the toughest one. You know, you know, you, you've overcome a lot right but obviously you're still a young like super passionate entrepreneur who's got a lot ahead of him you know when when you're not on planet earth anymore and and, and you know people are looking down at you and they're saying like what are they saying about kurt what are they saying about the dog pound and, and the legacy in a sense that you left here yeah that's a good question i, I, I you know ultimately i think it's like um what I, like the, the legacy or whatever I would like to leave is 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 pretty simple. Uh, 
like I, I really just like uh, helping people, right? It's like about service and like, um, you know, about like, uh, uh, it's a, kind of a bigger like universal like way of thinking, right? So, um, you know, b uh, like believing in like the, the, you know, the more you help people, it always circles back around, right? It may not seem like it sometimes, but it, but it does, right? And I think, uh, and, and, and you do that without expecting it to circle around, by the way, right? You just do that because that's, a, that's what being human is all about, right? Is about, um, is about helping people and, and, and you know, uh, trying to make people be the best versions of themselves, right? Um, that's what's amazing about what we do, right? It's like, it's rewarding because they physically feel better, but it's even more rewarding mentally, they feel more confident and they feel even if they made zero changes they, and they think they made changes right it's like is like uh, is the most important part because the mental aspect that we talked about there in any is, is is so powerful and with, with any any you know if someone's getting ready for a movie right it's not even so much about them hitting that look it's more about them going in confident enough right to like because that that ultimately will separate them Sure, and it probably comes off in, in their acting ability and the confidence in which they speak and portray that character. And we have a big sign up here in our gym. It's like kind of like our, we call it our guarantee, but it's like, you know, change your body, change your mind, change your life, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's what we do every day. And I don't sell fitness. Fitness just happens to be one of the modalities in which we, we exchange our time for. But I sell, I, I sell, you know, uh, I sell emotion. I sell a lifestyle change. I sell, I sell habits. I sell commitments. I sell, um, you know, being a role model for your kids and things like that, you know? So, so, you know, and I know, you know, helping people is one of your missions in life and it comes down to so much more than just working out and eating good, right? Fitness for a lot yeah. of people has nothing to do with working out and eating good. That's the easy part. I could show up to a gym five days a week. That doesn't mean your overall health is very good. You could be fit and lean and still be a miserably unhealthy person inside, you know, so. Totally. Amazing. Now Kurt, honestly, like great stuff. Amazing. I can't uh, appreciate it so much for you taking the time. Um, tell, tell everybody the best way to get in touch with you, to connect with the Dog Pound and you and your brand. Got it. So, um, uh, should I give my, my email address or should I give? Yeah, no, the website, the, the email, yeah. the, the social it's, media. Yeah, so it's the, the dogpound.com is the website. Uh, my email is kirk at the Um, I think you can also, uh, it's just like, um, shit, I don't even know what the email address is. This is what happens when you come. <laughs> I think it's, uh, uh, yeah, just the dogpound.com is the website. Um, you know, there's a different um, e email for LA and for New York location, depending on where you want to go. Um, and, uh, you guys are huge on Instagram. So it's just at dog pound on Instagram. At, at dog pound on, on Instagram. Amazing. So. Yeah, you guys, you guys have an amazing following. Follow Kirk Myers and the dog pound. They're doing some big things. And for all the gym owners and strength entrepreneurs out there and fit pros, you want to get a clinic in in customer service branding and creating an amazing culture in a community out of a pure passion for helping people and and trying to you know do the absolute best that you can every day you know look to these guys i i, I i've learned so much in the few short years that i've been lucky enough to to you know be part of their brand and go train at their gyms and stuff and every time i go there i go with a little notepad and take some take some notes and like damn i got to get new dumbbells or damn i got to get better branded mats and things like that or on um, even the music your sounds the sound system in la is it's like <laughs> mind-blowing dude so so many great takeaways you know i i highly recommend following these guys and and you know i'm sure you know if you reach out to kirk send him an email and uh pick his brain a little bit about his brand he's more than happy to help he's a great guy and a great team so kurt thanks again thanks for being here i appreciate your time brother yeah no thank you so much i really appreciate it awesome